Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. For diehard Bengals fans, I'm your host Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host Zim Hooday. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. How's everybody doing today? And today <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and do a special edition of the Orange Is the New Black podcast. Um, if you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast uh, in your wherever you kind of listen to your podcast at under the name Cincy Jungle. Uh, you can find us there. You can also find other great podcasts such as Matt Minutes Chalk Talk, which Zim was kind of listening to this morning. He's got some film breakdown stuff there. Also, if you haven't heard um, the Orange and Black Insider, I don't know what you're doing with your life because they just interviewed Trey Wayne. So definitely listen to uh, some of the interviews that they have over there. And Matt also just interviewed Greg Cosell. So check out both of those. And then, of course, you have us as well. Um, you can find Zim on Instagram can find me on uh, Twitter at New Stripe City. You can also find Zim at Z- Zim Hude on Twitter. And also, um, you can find me on YouTube under the moniker New Stripe City. So let's get into it. This is what you guys are all here for. Zim, let the people know what's going on while I get the share screen together to get this draft cracking. We are going to be doing a live mock draft, and we are encouraging everyone to... You know, comment if you want to. Uh, just follow along with us. We're going to go on the clock. We want this to be a war room situation where we're kind of discussing the picks. One thing we've done is we've gently, gently talked about like the prospective prospects that we like uh, coming up. 
in the draft, but we haven't really gone into a mock draft situation um, in full. So this is going to be our mock draft 1.0. Uh, moving forward, we're going to get some guys, I think, to join us, and we're going to do some mocks that way as well. But now that we're 19 days away from the draft, we're getting closer. Uh, the energy is up, so we're ready to start telling you guys who we're start leaning towards. I got my man Perfect 55 in here. <laughs> what if that was the real perfect in here like that'd be so crazy somebody asked me that this morning they said what if with this new defense we need some dogs y'all don't want to bring perfect back i was like bro like that would be very fun i don't think it would work out but i i'm not somebody that would say no <laughs> like as crazy as that sound that was my guy i don't think it would work but i would love to see it though is he a free agent or is he still yep. with the raiders so he's a free agent now mm -hmm. wow wow that's crazy and it's crazy because he talked so much trash about um, Roger Goodell, like in the end of the season and stuff. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I thought he like knew for sure he was going back to the Raiders, and that's why he was kind of like throwing that stuff out there. But like to not have a job and be talking about, like, bro, given his history, he's out here trying to. He's still writing statements. Somebody's gonna be clean coming up and all this other stuff. So. Oh, Wish them the best of luck, but I don't see that one happening. I know that we have perfect 55 in the room today, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. They should have switched Trey and Mac's contract. Mac who? Mac Wilson? He may be talking about Mackenzie Alexander. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, the one thing, as we're going to get into this draft, one name that we're going to look at, and I think it's going to be there, but let's see. But Antoine Winfield Jr., a lot of people was telling me about, like, going into the league there a lot of people are kind of looking at him as like a slot corner and if he right. is I, I think he's a day one slot corner and if that's the case you wouldn't even have got mckenzie that's that's interesting because that reminds me it sounds like antoine winfield uh for the most part is similar to what they just signed in von bell who's a safety but can also play slot corner as well um he's not he's probably not as good as antoine winfield in coverage um like i said i haven't I haven't delved into Antoine Winfield yet outside of knowing, um, obviously, who his dad is and knowing that he's a safety. But uh, from my research of Von Bell, that seems to be what um, he essentially is, is he can also play nickel corner. He started a lot of that for the Saints um, early in his career and always kind of moved around there, especially when they had multiple safeties and did their three safety look. That was one of the aspects that he kind of brought to the team. So that would be interesting to see um, if they have him there. I still think that they do have a need uh, for that free safety kind of position because to me, Sean Williams and um, Von Bell, they aren't really the greatest in coverage. Von Bell is definitely better than Sean Williams in coverage, but he's still not a, a great coverage ace, you know, allowing 77% of completions to uh, go upon his way does not really scream that. So that's what I'm interested in. Uh, obviously, we have Jesse Bates, but do they bring in somebody else to that mix? Then what do you think about that? About uh, what Jesse Bates getting, well, like getting a safety brought into the mix? Yeah, like last year, what they kind of did is they tried to use Brandon Wilson as um, a third a third safety that could kind of cover. They kind of used Fagellum in that role as well, but they weren't really guys that really screamed, I can actually cover these guys. Um, now, we do have Sean Williams, we do have Von Bell, and we do have Jesse Bates, uh, but really to me, just really kind of Jesse Bates and, and Von Bell kind of come out as those cover guys. I'd probably say uh, Jesse Bates is way more elite in coverage than Von Bell is. Do you still think that that's a potential need, like in terms of safety or 
if, 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 if we're drafted BPA, I'm going to show you a couple guys that I feel like when we get to like the third round, especially when we start talking about Willie, um, God damn, Gay Jr. Right. Um, and, and Akeem Davis Gaither. And even if you look, I got to see the board when we get to the top of that second. Yeah, let's, let's get into it, Dan. But when we get to that, though, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're truly talking BPA, there's going to be some guys there that I'm, I love. So, well, yeah, with all due, with all due respect, I guess we can go ahead and get into it then. I mean, obviously, we're taking Joe Burrow, so we'll go ahead and let that go. Looks like hold Chase on, Young. Hold on, hold on, Chase Young? We're not taking Chase? Nah, we're not taking Chase. I mean, oh, you might as no. well have, have queued that pick up for sure. Um, just some notable guys that have gone off the board. Tua goes to the Dolphins. Herbert goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. That is the main reason why I would not. Uh, really trade that top five pick. Uh, Tristan Worf goes, Andrew Thomas, uh, Dredrick Wills. Uh, so it looks like some of those are going there. Hold on. One second. Um, Godson said, yo, the Bengals are trash, son. Go Ravens. <laughs> Boy. Normally, you know what's so crazy? Before last year, I would have talked so much trash about the Ravens, but they earned my respect. I wonder where Denard goes after the Jags going to the street. We really need another vet linebacker. There's some vets out there. Clay Matthews is still out there. I'm thinking Logan Wilson. Any truth to these Herbert rumors? Um, I heard that Mike, Mike Brown does like Herbert, but I know that the meetings with Joe Burrow went just as well. What's up, Ryan uh, McKeon? So just to give you guys a recap, coming off the board, number 11, I'm just going 11 through 12 because I think um, Ace kind of went through most of it. Number 11 was Andrew Thomas. So this belief that a lot of us think that Andrew Thomas could fall, 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 doesn't happen in this in this mock. Henry Ruggs third is a lot like uh, a John Ross in the, in, the, in the idea that you got somebody that has the speed, has the – the one thing that's that other guys can't do well, he does it at a phenomenal level and he's doing it, but he just doesn't have a production. Um, that I think would warrant it, warrant the pick at this number 12 spot. Uh, John Ross, I thought had the production, but the injury history made it very questionable. But Henry Ruggs is a lot like that. I think he'll always be like if he stayed healthy, right? <clears throat> he'll always be like a John Ross type guy that uh or not a, a full number two then after that you got a cd lamb coming off there number 13 who i really really like uh jedrick will willis the uh tackle from alabama then jerry judy uh javon kinlaw who i got into his film this past weekend from south carolina rec games the same way that Clowney used to uh cj henderson the cornerback from florida xavier mckinney who i was hoping might fall that's one of the guys that i was talking about if he was there at the top of the uh, second round ace that's one of the guys that i was saying okay um that's the guy that i would take i don't care what our secondary is looking like um after that you got jeff gladney who didn't perform that well at the combine so i don't think that he'll go in the 19 spot i think that's a guy that'll be looking right at the end of that first round Top of the second, uh, Grant Delpit, who has been mocked to us from a, a bunch of different guys. Justin Jefferson, who everyone knows very well from LSU, his counterpart. So they go back to back. After that, Zach Bond, Jordan Love, Christian Fulton, who I've been a big fan of like two years ago. And he he didn't have quite the junior year that I thought he would, but 
he still did pretty well. Denzel Mims has been a hot name coming off the board um, really? in a lot of in a lot of mocks like uh, lately. Isaiah Wilson comes on after that, the tackle from Georgia. Then you got uh, Gross Matos from Penn State, who I was really, really hoping that was going to be. I was about to shock y'all right there. That was going to be my guy. DeAndre Swift goes to the Ravens, which I would love. That would set them back <laughs> with all this damn talent on the board. You take a running back at 28, go right ahead. 29, AJ Espinosa. Espinaza or whatever, however you say his name from Iowa, who uh Ace uh showed me had mocked to us. And I think Ace, how do you feel about him? Because that's an edge guy, and a lot of people don't necessarily think that we need an edge guy. There are people that say that that are um kind of going with the same sentiments that I've been saying is if one wide receiver, one corner gets hurt, now your next man up is not that lit. So that would fill that void in. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to AJ Espinenza just because you have to really uh, cover all bases. And when you talk about, uh, you know, revamping this defense, I think that edge rusher, although it may not appear to be a glaring need, um, it still is possibly a need, especially with Carl Lawson coming up as a free agent uh, next season. So I still think that you have to get somebody that you can stick into that rotation. And it allows you to um, have a very good stable of edge rushers. So, and the fact that he would possibly be uh, there in the second round, whereas this guy was, they're just talking about him going in the top 15 before his combine breakdown. Uh, you'd have to grab that value. I think that it definitely would be enticing. It would definitely be kind of a best player available kind of move if you were to do that. And this is a guy that you can actually get snaps for. So, whereas, a lot of people have been talking about wide receiver. That sounds good. And yes, after this season, uh, you talk about Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate being the only guys there. But at the end of the day, how can you get that guy in the rotation for next year? You really can't. Um, edge rusher, you actually can. So I would be more opposed to taking Espinenza versus uh, one of those Denzel Mims or Jalen Rager guys. Even though I love those guys, I would. I just love be Rager. More I, oh, love I love Rager. Rager's my favorite. For See, sure. Rager, Rager to me is the is what I I just I don't know why I have more faith in him, but I know that John Ross after this year, let's say John Ross is lit, another team is going to come scoop him up, and Bengals aren't going to be able to compete because they're paying too much money at the wide receiver uh, position. I think currently right now they're fifth in the league. I think or might maybe even fourth in wide receiver um, salary. They don't have the money to pay uh, John Ross coming off a, a crazy year. So that's one way. If he has a bad year, they wouldn't sign him. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's, it's like there's no way I could see John Ross coming back to this team after this year. So Rager will be the replacement. Real quick here, Zem. I'm not seeing any other rounds, so I don't know if we made a mistake or, or what's going on here, but it looks like it just did for some reason. Oh, one round. At the very beginning of it, oh, okay, it must have actually a damn. So bear with us one second, guys. Uh, let me get this set back up. So basically, I mean, the pick doesn't change, right? It's still Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, see. but that that board, yeah, you got <laughs> that board right. gonna look a little different. But now, if you pick the same guy that we just did, so, so this is what ahead. happens when you go live, people. A lot of people are scared to go live. We're going live. <laughs> So, let's see. so far, there have been some changes. I am seeing that so far. It, it, hey, hasn't one, one, one thing that I noticed on that board, I don't know if y'all saw this, but Kenneth Murray and Queen were both sitting right there. So I already knew what the what our war room was going to say, but I was just waiting to see who was left on it. 
Because one thing that I'm going to tell you all my philosophy coming into this thing is I want to give Joe Burrow every resource possible to succeed year one so that he doesn't leave in a shell shock state and create what you all are scared or the people that are timid about picking a quarterback. I want to give him wow. resources early on. And wow. I think and now if that means on the defensive side of the ball being elite, cool. But I'm I'm gonna be looking at offensive line really, really heavy. And Ace is the one that kind of steered me in that direction. But Murray and Queen are on the board. And I will say this based on the analytics that you showed me the other day, Ace, and some of the other stuff that I've been saying, I hate to break this to Bengals people, but Patrick Queen does not fit the mold of a Duke Tobin prospect at all. Undersized. Doesn't have a production. A lot of people say 83 tackles. Not that that's not what it was early in his uh, career or whatever, or this past year at LSU. That's not what that that doesn't fit the Bengals mode. I'm not saying that they would skip on him, but as much as that would seem like a surefire can't miss type of situation, I don't think the Bengals value him at linebacker like we do. And and I don't know if they're not learning from their mistakes, but there's no indication they've even reached out to him or anything like that. There are some guys that we're going to talk about that they did talk to. Okay, so just recapping uh, what changed. Okay. So it looks like the Bengals went with Joe Burrow. Those that are listening, uh, audio, uh, of course, we went with Joe Burrow first. It looks like Chase Young went to the Redskins. Derek Brown went to the Lions. The Giants took Isaiah Simmons. Uh, the Dolphins took Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, you also have the Chargers shocking everyone and passing on the quarterback, taking Tristan Wirfs. Devon Kenlaw goes to the Panthers. Makai Becton is also off the board to the Cardinals. Okuda, the Jags get him. That's a pretty good steal for them. Andrew Thomas goes to the Browns. Jedrick Wills is also off of the board. Henry Ruggs goes to the Raiders. CeeDee Lamb goes to the 49ers. That's a good scenario for them. DeAndre Swift goes to the Buccaneers this time around. Jerry DeAndre Swift is really that value, like that high. Like, all right, go ahead. Keep on going. I'm sorry. I, I, I just I didn't know he was. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, Jerry Judy goes to the Broncos. Chasing the edge rusher goes to the Falcons. McKinney still sticks around in the first round. Goes Ooh. to the Cowboys. Hey, yeah. Hey. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going ahead of you. I'm just looking like that helped. The Jags went with Neville Gallimore, which is we need. Like in order for the scenario that I'm looking at right now with the the guys that you guys that we're about to talk about, we need some people that are not supposed to come off the board coming off early, just like last year. And Neville Gallimore is one guy that's coming off a little early. I'm a little upset. I see Denzel Mims, but when I look at who's left, I'm about to shock the world with who I think we should pick. I'm sorry, Ace. Keep on going. Justin Jefferson uh, goes to the Eagles. I'll just say some of the notable ones here. Kenneth Murray to the Ravens. Jalen Rager to the Packers. J.K. Dobbins at the end of round one to the Chiefs. Uh, so that brings us to pick 33. Uh, some of the names on the board, surprisingly, Justin Herbert. I don't think that that's realistic. Jordan Love um, is also still on the board. You've got Jonathan Taylor, the running back from Wisconsin. Patrick Queen is still available. AJ Espinenza, um, an edge rusher, is available. Uh, oh, we also have Antoine Winfield, Josh Jones. So we've got some decisions to make right here. T. Higgins is also available as well. Uh, Zim, did you want to look at, I guess, the positions that we have available right now, or share my? Hold on, let me share my screen with you guys. I'm telling y'all right now. Hold up. This is who I'm going. This is who. This is who I'm with. Y'all tell me why I'm crazy for doing this. Y'all tell me why I'm crazy for doing this, but this is who I'm rolling with. God damn it, share. 
All right, you see that? Hold on, I got you. Woo! <laughs> All right, so now you can tell me anything you want about anybody, but if T. Higgins is still there, I just don't think this is going to play out like this on draft day. Because of the raw situation and the A.J. Green situation, I'm absolutely looking at resources for Joe Burrow. Now that's going to be in the form of the offensive line, or elite talent that falls to them right in their face. I cannot see a situation with T. Higgins and Denzel Mims and guys like that are still around here at that number 33 spot. I just don't. But it would take a situation like on the board. There were about three or four guys like a Neville Gallimore and some guys like that that absolutely got picked a little bit early. DeAndre Swift, we need guys like that to come off the board because wide receivers like this, with comps that are very similar to like an AJ Green level talent, I just can't pass on it. So that's who I'm. I, you could talk me out of it, but I'm thinking uh, Higgins, or even I'm looking at Josh Jones, who I could pull up for you guys next too, if you guys just want to see that. Uh, yeah. So for me, um, I think it is possible that Higgins is there, and the reason that I say that is because of I think the 40 time in the combine um, from what he did there, especially with given the fact that teams can't bring these guys in um, for mm -hmm. private workouts. Right. So they kind of have to go off of that, which isn't really fair. And then he also doesn't get his pro day that allows him the ability to also um, improve that 40 time, improve some of those workouts, kind of give teams some comfort. So I think it is possible that T Higgins is there. Uh, for me, I think there's, one prospect, maybe two, that would make me that would make me possibly. Do you think, do you think Mims will be there? Uh, I think Mims actually has been trending up. I think him and I think him and uh, T Higgins are like the exact opposite when it comes to their draft stock. I think Mims is pushing upwards, and I think that T Higgins is going down. Um, what we have at the end of the round, I think that there will be some receivers that will start to go. Um, so I think that Mims, if I had to call it right now, I think that Mims probably goes in that, that 24 to, to 32 range. I think that he is a lot to go in that area. And I think that if there's some based on that, which I think that that's crazy because if it wasn't for Corona and everything being on lockdown, he probably would have gotten a chance to kind of, um, you know, quiet some concerns about that combine. And when you talk about that, you have to think about what happened to Tyler Boyd, right? Tyler Boyd uh, was supposed to be the number one receiver going into that year, that season, um, you know, had some off the field issues with the DUI, which definitely wasn't anything that was crazy when you actually look into what happened in that situation. Um, and then he had the slow 40 time, right? And so that slow 40 time got kind of held over his, over his head and he moved from the first round to the second round because of that. Um, you also look at some other guys that it has affected in the past as well. So I think that it, that is something that could possibly uh, push him down draft boards. Um, now, but now I, I just want to say a couple quick notes that I had on on Higgins and the reason why I watched a lot of his stuff um, not too long ago. And the in the and the person that he is most compared to the most is AJ Green. Um, right, he, has, right. he has a long frame. He's played all three three receiver spots. So in year one, he's going to be able to go anywhere in Zach Taylor's offense. So I like that. He's a long strider, so he's not always going to have the the fastest 40 time, but he's got breakaway speed whenever he gets the ball. Um, 
I was just showing just now. I don't know if you guys um, saw my share screen, but I was just showing some Josh Jones highlights because that was the other guy that I was like looking at. That's um, who, that, and that's who I think that um, I would tend to look at. And simply just because I would love to have T Higgins, right? Mm-hmm. But where is T Higgins really gonna gonna play for us this year? You know, we've got John Ross coming back. We've got Auden Tate who's very similar to T Higgins as well. And AJ Green as well. You've got Tyler Boyd as well. Um, To me, it just becomes a, from a value standpoint, T Higgins offers you much more value in the future. I think when things get uncertain uh, versus someone like Josh Jones, that could be immediate, right? Like Mm -hmm. Josh Jones is a day one. Immediately. So that would be, that would be the only reason that I would go with Josh Jones because, especially for us to have to protect someone like Joe Burrow, given what we have right now, I think that Josh Jones will possibly be the better pick, but that's just me. I, I, I agree with that too, but this is what I'm thinking. Like we, we let off before we got into the mock is that John Ross and, and AJ Green possibly probably won't be there. I, I, I think they re-sign AJ Green and they figure out this deal. But currently right now, he just said he's very unhappy with the franchise uh, thing. Him and his I, I pay attention to, like, what his wife posts and stuff like that. She right. still shows Bengal-heavy stuff. So I don't feel like there's any ill will towards the Bengals or anything like that. Right. But if he, it's the same situation. If he has a breakthrough year, somebody's going to come with a money offer that the Bengals just can't simply match. So and another another thing so I, I, I need to have somebody ready. I don't want it to be a situation, a Tyler Boyd situation, where I'm right. scrambling for a guy on the year of. I want to get a right. guy in the system right now at a at a very good high talent level. Denzel Mims and Higgins right. are two guys that if they're those are my two wide receivers at the 33. Like Rager and Hamler, those are two guys that I really, really want. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't go at the I would trade back and, and still think I can get him. But let me ask you, those are my two guys. Let me ask you this. Given that this is a historic draft class, right, at the wide receiver position, yeah. that means that yeah. th- to me that means that you're going to be able to get guys and possibly round three, right? Van this, Jeffersons, all these guys like that later on. These guys right. that typically right. in other years they could go in, in the second round. So right. my fear so is – Through wide receiver, guys. <laughs> he got me. He said wide receiver. I don't, I don't, no, okay. no, no, so, no. So the only thing I say is – the only the only thing that I can say is you, you do need a wide receiver. You you just don't realize it yet. Is um I do I do feel like we need a wide receiver. I'm definitely on board with you. I know that we definitely need to have someone there for the future because if they don't if they don't pick up John Ross's option or if AJ Green walks out the door, then um there's definitely some issues there. Who are you who but, you who you roll away? Everybody loves Auden Tate, but Auden Tate, as much as I love Auden Tate, is not in the plans, I, I think I think that there will still be some solid value at receiver on the board in the third round. Hey, so, um, so for me, this this is what it comes down to me, right? Josh Jones is available right now, right? Josh mm-hmm. Jones is a very solid option for us. What is that tackle position going to look like at round three? Like, who's going to be like? I'm more confident in the wide receiver position still being there in the third round than I am at the tackle position. Well, and see, this is the reason why, and I and I got a and I got a draft chart that I picked up because I wanted to go into this. I, I keep on telling Ace this from like every single time that I believe that there's going to be a strong, strong, strong possibility that this number 33 pick is going to get traded back. Now when we start looking at the 
the prospects. Can you pull up the tackles and the guards on that street and and, and let's share it with everybody? Because I'm going to tell you, from, from a value standpoint, when you're looking at a draft chart, the number 33 pick is a 580. Um, it just think of zero to a thousand or whatever. The number one pick is worth 3,000 points. The number 33 pick is worth 580. So if somebody comes in, let's say, I need my calculator really quick. Somebody's going to come in with, let's say, another third, because th this is where the chart really, really dips. 265 uh, is, uh, that's our third round. 580 is the, is the third. You can hypothetically turn a third and maybe a second right because if i'm looking at the back end of the second round those picks are worth 300 pick i mean 300 points 370 whatever if i combine that with a team that has like a middle third round pick i can hypothetically pick up another second and a third for the same point and that's that's what would happen in a scenario where the Bengals could trade back and then you'd be looking at a chart if you just can you pull up just the um just the guards or just tackles or just just offensive linemen, period. You can pull up tackles because most of them we're going to convert to a guard year one. Uh, okay. So so based on what I'm saying right now, if you guys are listening to this on the pod, we got Josh Jones right now at the, is the number 37th ranked prospect. Then after that is Ezra Cleveland, Austin Jackson. I actually have an Austin Jackson clip I wanted to show you guys. But uh, Lucas Niang is another guy that I really like. But Prince Tega Winego, right? I don't think that this this chart is updated or whatever because he's been shooting up like you wouldn't believe. And I watched some of his stuff from Auburn this past week. If he were I, – I don't know what the temperature is on him, but if someone could assure me I could get him in the middle of the, uh, the second, then i go and trade back and get this extra second-round pick that I'm telling you guys that we could possibly get. We go get, like, say, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're second. They got the – no, let's go Let's go Bears. They got 390 points is for that. If I took that and then they're, they're another third, then it's it's the same value as the number 33 pick, like the end of the third and, another, and then I go to the middle of the second round. If Prince uh, Tega Winego is still there, I make that move. So are you confident that there will be a guy out of those? We didn't even go down the whole list because all the way down to Ben Barch. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. I kind of like Terrence still a little bit too. But let's say there's there's eight prospects that we know year one could absolutely have huge playing time if not starting with Josh Jones, Ezra Cleveland, Austin Jackson, Lu Lucas Niang, Prince Tegawanega. And maybe Matthew Pert, but that's and that's where the drop off starts to me. And it's Sadiq Charles from LSU and Ben Barch. Do you think that if we traded back, we'd be able to get this, uh, still get a, a quality lineman that we want? Because these guys are in the chat right now in the war room. If you're listening to this, they're all thinking linebacker, of course. So we gotta we're 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 working with our with our staff over here. Staff is saying, you know what? You know what? This is this is just a mock draft. This is our first one. So Zim, let's go. Let's go with T Higgins. Let's go with T Higgins. I'm good. You gotta go T Higgins. No, no, let's, no. You let's go T Higgins. You taught me out of the wide receiver though. You said it so many times. <laughs> oh, pull up the wide receiver list. Let me look at the wide receiver list. I feel like we're I'm like stalling because I'm scared to make the wrong pick. 
All right, here we go. So we got T. Higgins. We still got Hamler. We still got Michael Pittman. Chase Where's Claypool. Pittman? At? Where's Pittman? Oh, okay, okay, there he is. Okay. Still got KJ Hill, Van Jefferson. <laughs> and Chase Claypool doesn't fit their criteria either because of the late production and the age. There's a guy on here. Uh, what's his name? Brian Edwards. That dude was balling early. Like he's young, right. and so that's somebody based on what the Bengals do. That's somebody they might be looking at. I don't like him as much. I like the kid from Arizona State. God damn it. Yeah, bro. We could get one. We could get KJ Hill, worst case scenario. Right. We, could get, we could get see, he plays like a running back, though. That's the only thing. He's an assistant guy. We got some guys, bro. We got some guys that we can guys, play. bro. Um, and then let's look at, but we do still have, we Michael, do have Pittman options, Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. is like a is a Bengals prospect, bro. Like right. that's a that's a Bengals guy all the way. I mean, I mean, it's we can roll the dice. It's up to you. It's whatever you want to do. It's I think I think we should protect Joe Burrow. Let's look at the linebackers real quick. Just just pull it up for the people at home because I think we're totally going. For, oh, we so, got Will, Willie uh, Gay, Malik. Give me Willie, Willie Gay. Gay. Give me Willie Gay. Fuck it. Give me Willie Gay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, F it. Oh, we you did it. He pulled yep. the trigger. We pulled the trigger. Hey, look. So Patrick Queen guy is in there. Is going crazy right now. Where's Patrick? KJ Hills, yeah, KJ Hill's still gonna be there. So we're gonna get a wide receiver later. We totally dismissed the the whole theory. I wanted to give Joe Burrow some um some <laughs> Joe Burrow is gonna but Willie, all right, all right, but like all right, all right, all right, all right. All right so <laughs> Willie Gay Jr., right? Willie Gay Jr., guys, let me show you guys something. You want to talk about it's it's so funny that we started off this whole thing with uh Burfick. Right, we were talking about perfect before this whole thing even started. Right, and somebody said, Bro, we needed some dogs out here. Right, let me just while we're going through the uh, ace can go through the uh, the picks that just came off the board. I want you guys, if you're watching here in our live uh, war room right now, I want you to just watch this dog right here. This is one, this is my favorite linebacker prospect, and I did not like for one second, I just I just forgot that he was like actually still there. That is what we need. Starts it off with an interception, picks it to the house for those listening. Okay, um, but but you could, go, you could go over the board. Tell it. Tell everybody why this is playing. So everybody is unfamiliar with Willie Gay Jr. I want you guys to just watch some of these plays. And this is this is a guy I would be terrified if he went to like the Ravens or the Steelers or the Browns. This is a guy you don't want in the division. I, I'm gonna say that right now. This is a guy that's gonna be playing for a while absolutely destroys people he has the fer he has the ferociousness and plays with it just like uh like how you guys love mac wilson coming out of college and just like how you like what we were talking about the other day that everybody wanted to uh what's the kid that went to the redskins and got uh, everybody wanted um everybody wanted him. From he Alabama. plays, he Ruben, plays with that Ruben Foster. Ruben Foster. he plays like that and and that's the best comp. Like I hate comparing like greats in the NFL to prospects, but I'm gonna compare him to as a prospect standpoint, the tenacity of him. He makes plays. He this is the hybrid that we're looking for. This is the Sean Williams. Anybody that has any complaints about Sean Williams, this is the replacement for him. Tackling abilities off the charts, rarely misses tackles. Um, just a, a all-out dog. Right. Okay. So let's get back to it. We've got our our breakdown of um, our pick provided by them. Now it seems as if we are on the on the board at sixty five. So 
Let's take a look at what tackles are still there. Let's see if our, our gamble paid off. Ugh, it's kind of ugly out there. Um, oh, this is where it gets nasty right here. I'm going to tell you all that right now. <laughs> so we got offensive tackle there. Is, is, Moody, is Moody still on the board? Moody does not look like he's there. So let's where see. Where did he go? Let's do a recap. Um, so it looks like A.J. Espinosa went to the Lions. Winfield Jr., 36. Winfield, Justin Herbert. Still Patrick Queen doesn't go until 38. Justin Herbert, 37. I don't. That's no way that's happening that's in real no life. no way that's happening. Jordan Love goes to the Jaguars. Josh Lord, Jones goes 43. Uh, T. Higgins goes 45 to the Buccaneers. That would be scary. Josh Jones doesn't go until 43, and that's the reason why I'm saying there is a possibility you could trade out of that pick and still come away with a day one lineman. Ezra Cleveland, who tested out of this world, phenomenal. Mm, there was a run. At the 57, and Austin Jackson and then Lucas Yang all fall off the board, 57, 58, 59. We, that is the reason why the number 33 pick is going to be so tradable because you could get to the back end of the second round and you won't you won't be in the position that we're in right now. Yep. Um, so I feel like almost by default. Prince, Prince Tega. We gotta go with Prince. Pull it. Pull it. So we did come out, we came out of this a little bit unscathed, but it was by the skin on our teeth because the only guy left from I across from, from, from day one that we could put in there. See, some they're saying put Moody, get Moody. Let me tell you about Prince. Prince is an absolute baller as well. Um, I might pull up some clips so you guys can see that as well. But th that that's a guy that's going to compete day one, and we ain't going to miss a beat. Right now, this mock is looking phenomenal. This is what mocks are made of. So go tell your Bengals friends this is what it's made of. This is how you talk it out, and this is how you go with the dog. Ooh, that one hurt. <laughs> Moody went to the Browns. That guy kind of hurt. You could have got a Ben Barks one in '99. All right, Logan um, Wilson. I was I was holding that in my back pocket for you guys. We we picked up Willie Gay, so I'm not as concerned. But the Mister, I need a linebacker. Linebacker is going to ruin our whole ball. Logan Wilson went off the board. That's the kid from Wyoming. He went off the board at 104. Well, for me, there's three picks before us. So right now, uh, for those listening, we've got. Uh, Brian Edwards from South Hopkins is a tight end. Antonio Gibson, a running back out of Memphis. Van Jefferson uh, is also on the board. Hunter Bryant, tight end out of Washington, is available. Um, Alohi Gilman, a safety, is available. Amik Robertson, uh, a cornerback, is there. Hmm. So let's do a recap of our pick. So we took Joe Burrow. We took Willie Gay in the second round, a linebacker. We took our offensive tackle in the third round. Um, so now we are on the board again, Zim. And what are you really feeling like in terms of this round? I'm feeling like I, I don't want to keep on waiting on this wide receiver. I don't. But I want to go BPA. So currently at the – what they're saying is Antonio Gibson, Brian Holland. No, 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 no. I love Zach Moss. He didn't do that well at the – um. Oh, I think he'll still be there for sure. Um, I'm going to show you guys this, and you guys tell me what y'all think about this. I want to share my screen. Y'all tell me what y'all think about – this is a Bengals guy. So I don't want you guys to be – somebody said give us the Wisconsin guard. Someone says give us Thaddeus Moss. I think that's a little too early. But this is who the Bengals I, I know are going to be looking at because from a production standpoint, this guy was playing and balling at 17 years old in the SEC.
this is Brian Edwards. He's big. He's physical. He can ball with the best of them. Um, and he was he was a go to guy for South Carolina in a lot of these games. He's got the breakaway speed, and it just matches the profile. Ace does like these different things that I, I hope he shares soon with the prime stuff right. that you're showing me. Mm-hmm. Brian Edwards is absolutely a guy that fits the mold. Yeah. Um, that they're looking for, and then when you you start looking at what Eifert did last year, he will absolutely be able to run that same exact route tree. Right. So um, this is a, this is a guy. This is not my guy, but this is a guy that don't be surprised if you see this game. This name go across your screen, and it's a guy that'll still be there. So the other thing, well, yeah, let's let's go. The only other thing that we have available, we do have the interior offensive line. Um, available to us, but it seems like we're kind of we're, we're are we good with Michael Jordan and uh Sua Sua Philo? No, we are not. We're so, trying to make it, we're trying to make it so that let pull up the top prospect, top uh, top prospects, please. So, Biotis is a guy that I was about to pull up, and Todd McCollister, who is in here, has said it too because i want to see is biata still there because that's a guy day one competing can go right up against him doesn't look like it okay when did um, he come off the board i didn't see i was looking at that though then so if you guys don't know tyler biatis is the guard from wisconsin big mauler 316 pounds born and raised wisconsin where they don't have the coronavirus. <laughs> Did y'all know that there's no coronavirus in Wisconsin? We should all just go to Wisconsin and have a big draft party. They probably lock my butt up. I was about to say something. Else. All right. So <laughs> we're going with Brian Edwards then. So Beatus is gone? I think so. I'm not sure exactly where. Oh yeah, he is gone. He went to the Steelers. Oh, <laughs> So I guess we're going with uh, Brian Edwards. So let's see what we got here. That's what we're going with. Hold on, hold on. Let's consult. Oh, the pick is in. The pick, the pick. Is, the oh. pick is in. The pick is in. I didn't see your screen. Hold on, show me your screen. It should. Oh, Just show me you. Yeah, we got to speed it up, too. We had the 40-minute mark. This has been fun, though. Shoot, that's what we ran. Up. I wanted to actually. Next time, we'll I have wanted to, to trade. I wanted, I wanted to see them daggone wide receivers. So uh, Thaddeus Moss comes off the board. So I know you guys are upset at that because uh, a lot of people kept on saying Thaddeus Moss. That I just think y'all falling in love with the name. I don't want to like poo poo on his parade, but I'm just not really seeing it like that. I'm not either. Where that is my, I, I get the familiarity with um Joe Burrow and, and, and that is Moss, but like he's like just six me, one I, as a tight end. I'm good. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Yeah, like, that's the other thing. He's like undersized, and I'm just not feeling it. I don't see the like, he is probably going to be an H back. Like he could replace um who's the guy that we have that's like an H back for us now. He could replace him, Seaton Carter. Seaton Carter, but I mean, you really want to waste a draft pick on a guy that. If you want to do that, but you know, now that we're talking about tight end, though, now is a guy the the kid from Cincinnati. What's his name? Degara or something like that? Is he still available? I actually, I actually like this dude. This is the kid that ran the four four. Who um, Albert? Yep, Albert. 
Albert remind yeah, but uh the girl yeah. is on the board as well. So we got a we got our pass blocker with uh with sample last year. So we're looking for now receiving tight end all the way. Yes, yes. I mean, for me, I it this guy doesn't look like he runs a four four on film. I don't know I don't know how he ran that, but that is very enticing to me that he's still available. Uh, what is this round five? Nah, this is. Yeah, because we, 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 we went Edwards and oh, you know, that Edwards pick was a mistake because I'd rather have Devin Duvernay from Texas and he's still right there. Yeah, yeah. I showed him on my page one day too. He was absolutely killing it. Uh, just so you guys know, Albert Ukumbanum uh, is Missouri. He's a good combination of size and speed. His ball skills are pretty impressive. Um, he does have a, a, a interesting stat on touchdowns. He scores touchdowns every 4.2 catches. Uh, he leaps, twists, and lays out to make circus catches. Um, the reason why you said that you didn't see the speed on on camera on tape is because they're saying that he struggles in a little bit of his route running. Um, he's very coverable underneath. He needs better acceleration out of his turns. Uh, step counter as a route runner doesn't always operate with consistent play speed. So that four four speed, are we banking on that translator? This is this is the best available right here. He is the best available, right? Yep, that's that's what we have right now is the best available. I personally, I like the kid from Cincinnati better, for real. But I, I'll go with him now. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take this guy just because I think he has God given speed. Like you can't coach speed, right? Um, so I think that. Like like Zim has said, this guy has room to grow. But one thing that I do like about him is that he has, unlike a lot of people talked about um, Moss and everything, right? Moss doesn't have the production um, when you look at it from that standpoint. This guy in, in 2017 scored 11 touchdowns, had six, um, you know, two years in a row. 300 to 400 yards. I mean, that's pretty solid for a tight end. So this isn't a guy that um, never really produced and just ran a 4-4 and you're just basically banking on his physicals. This is a guy that has shown that he has had some production. Um, maybe he needs a little bit of work, uh, kind of like CJ Uzoma when he first came in. Um, but this is a guy I think that it's a lottery ticket that you take and it's kind of similar to that Orson Charles or – that CJ Uzoma type pick where you're banking on the light to come on for this guy with some assistance from the coaching staff. Like I said, I mean, no, it, guy, if that's your guy, go get him. I'm going to go and get my guy, man. This guy that's is 6'5", 255, running a 4'4". Usually I'm not big this on 40 times, but that is insane. So I I, I just got to take this guy. How about this? I'll make a deal with him. You can pull the trigger for us if you can pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh my god. There's no way. <laughs> There's no I'm not, way. No, I'm, I'm I'm messing with you. Let's do but it. Albert Albert O, we're gonna go. Hey, I'm telling y'all this. If Devin Duvernay is still on the board on our next pick, we're gonna walk away with two wide receivers because that dude right there be balling. I like him. He just oh, no, oh, this, our, this, our, this is our last pick, isn't it? I think this actually is our last pick, unless okay. we have two picks in the fifth round, which I don't think we do. Yeah, uh, we, we stopped the market. Yeah. guys so so in conclusion god our first three picks 
I'm telling you this. If our first three picks went like that on draft night, playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's playoffs. The first three. Willie Gay would come in there and be next to Pratt and just be – it would be a dream. Where did Akeem Davis gate there even go? I didn't even see him come off the board. Imagine if we got both of them. He was he was still available, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm telling y'all this right now. If there's a situation where like a couple of these guys that we talk about a lot, like Willie Gay Jr. and like and they make a if they went and said, Hey, you know what? We're gonna make the offensive line elite or linebacker core elite, right? To just fix it all the way together. Like, say they go and go get a King Davis Gaither and Willie Gay Jr., right? Something crazy like that. I would then come back and tell everybody, let's get our money together because we can bet the house on this thing. This is going to happen. If they come in there and they just start, like, it's not that I don't have I, I have to know the person, but if that board looks like what it looked like today, where we by the time we got to the fourth Round, I mean that that they should be parlaying that into two different picks because it was so many guys still sitting right there. That's the that's the reason I can't see them staying there at 33. It's just too many guys right there in that third round. And if you don't get your offense alignment by the third, going into the fourth, it's just I just think it creates this situation where we're like I'm I'm going back. Sorry guys, I was not paying attention to the comments, but I see uh Ryan said no about something. I'm not sure exactly what about your guy. About your guy, Albert. So, this uh, Ace, if you guys don't know, Ace went and got Albert. No, no, nah, nah. some people like oh, okay. Albert. Roach, Roach like Albert. He's got, the speed. he's got the speed. Missouri guys, I don't, I'm are any tight ends in the, in the league currently playing in Missouri that that came from Missouri? He's got looks the size. Like, looks like some five. people wanted us to get Clyde Edwards Alaire. It looks like he was he was available. You know who you know who Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be perfect for the Ravens. Yeah, I, I would like hate Clyde though. I would, I, like, I would hate it, but he will be perfect. I think for I think Clyde is gonna be. I'm just gonna go out on the limb. I haven't watched everybody else, but I think Clyde is gonna be one of the best ones because like when I watched Joe Burrow, he kept blowing off of the screen to me, and I was like, who is this running back? Like every time I was watching him play against Alabama, I was like, who is this dude that's just like carving them up? I'm gonna tell y'all one thing that Joe Burrow does from a check point, a check down perspective. I've never seen a quarterback like hold it, hold it, hold it, and do these check down. He he leads all his check downs. If y'all ever just go and watch like just the small things that Joe Burrow does on on different plays and stuff, one is on third down. It's just incredible what he's able to do to keep a drive going. Like that is the most. Like you could look at all the big plays, the big highlights, and everything like that. A lot of those come on like you know just big plays, just based off the offense. But the intangibles that he has, like just leading guys, like somebody like a Geo, like just leaking out. Like he leads the guy every single time. You know how you see checkdown games where you see checkdown Charlie Stewart and and the guy gets drilled. Joe Burrow goes so far out of his way to keep the play going and to get the defender off of the running back. Every time you see him check it down, it's always like he's leading him, and it turns into like a 12-yard like pass. Like he makes checks down look like regular pass plays, and it's incredible to watch, bro. It's incredible how he doesn't take sacks a lot of times, and they're just like one-yard, two-yard carries, and they live to go to another down. That's something that Cincinnati um, is really not seeing in so long. And I think a lot of times – 
I watch games with you guys live. Um, if you guys don't know, I do like a stream every Sunday. And a lot of times I, it was this, this theory. We watched Dalton just give up on plays so early. And it was this narrative that they're not open. They're just not open. Zim, why are you so hard on Dalton? They're not open. I'm like, he's got to get them open. He's got to get, you know, like he's playing. I understand he doesn't have everybody out there, but he's got to get, he's got to throw some of these guys open. Go watch Joe Burrow just check down. Don't even, like, if you could just go watch a full game, just watch him check down. He will get the running back. Like, Gio, somebody like Gio, that's why running back to me is kind of off the table a little bit because I feel like the following year, I can go get a running back that can get implemented into a system very early. I, I still have belief. I don't really have belief in Rodney Anderson's health, but I do have belief in Travion Williams that that Trayvon Williams will be able to be okay if he had to get put in it. And then, I mean, Joe Mixon is arguably, if not the best top three running back in the league. So to me, the running back position is something I'm just not even really looking at. Unless you told me like DeAndre Swift or somebody was there like in a third or something, or like Edwards Alaire, and then I'm looking at the board and there's no lineman. To me, the lineman, make it a situation where Joe Burrow is always comfortable and he doesn't have to run for his life year one, although he's very good at that. I don't want him living under this premise that he has to be like put everything on his back or he's got to extend all these plays. I want the line to work for him, and we got to put that thing to bed and just get this line, get that line, if not elite, above average year one Joe Burrow. Then after that, we could start addressing a lot of these other things. A lot of people in here today were talking about linebacker, linebacker, linebacker. Linebacker is not what you guys are thinking it is. They're not on the field. The way that Lou Anarumo is doing these guys, like there is very few instances where linebacker is even on the field like that in today's NFL until you go and play like the Ravens or something like that. And even still, you still need to have speed. So I like what they're doing from a defensive standpoint. Do you have any closing comments that you want to put on here, Ace, before we wrap up? Mock draft 1.0. Uh nah, man. I think that we did what we could. I think um you know, it definitely has to be a draft where we address both the linebacker position and, and also give Joe Burrow some, some help on the offensive side of the ball, which I think we accomplished that. So this Can you screenshot that mock? Minute. Can you screen that mock? I wanna I wanna post that. So and, and then can you and recap that for everybody that's that's listening on the pod or if you're in the room and you just wanna know, can you recap our picks again, please? Joe Burrow in the first round, Willie Gay Jr. in the second, a linebacker. Um, Prince Tega Wangolo, I don't know how Wanega. to say Prince Tega Wanega. Wanega. Uh, from Auburn. Brian Edwards, wide receiver from South Carolina. And then Albert O. from Missouri, a tight end. Okay. Only I feel like we only made one mistake, but we don't make mistakes. We made a conscious decision, and we're gonna move forward with our that guy. But Brian Edwards is that's a Bengals guy. I think there's gonna be a lot of people happy with Brian Edwards draft Twitter. Love I, I wouldn't be upset at all. Like I wouldn't be upset, but there were some guys on the board that I probably I would have took a another look at. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Orange is a New Black podcast, and as usual, we'll leave you guys with a hootay. Hooray! Follow my man New Stripe City on Instagram and YouTube. Check y'all later.